Hello, hello, and welcome to Mimosas with my besties. I am Erin, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. Yay! Yay! Here at Mimosas with my besties, I shoot the shit with my best friends over drinks during brunch. We check in with one another, reminisce, talk about our general tomfoolery, and speak from the heart. Our overall goal is to laugh, inspire one another, and leave each chat with a warm heart. And we truly hope that you do so as well. So with all that said, let's meet my co-host. Hey, everyone. It's Siobhan, pronouns she, her. Uh, as normal, um, no real fun fact until something randomly pops up later on in this episode. So feel free to post on one of our pages what my fun fact was, because, again, I'm sure it'll pop up some later point in time might not even be this podcast might be somewhere else where I learned something new about myself or realized something new about myself um how about you hun (laughs) I love it you're like I don't know my fun fact will come up later it will it'll happen um I I forgot to say in the intro that I want to welcome you to our season three finale yay Yay! um but hey it's Erin my pronouns are they and she I'm 34 years old. I'm from the upstate New York area. Um, My fun fact for today is, although fall and spring are like my favorite season, um, we're moving into summer. We're going to be in summer um, when this episode comes out. Um, And I love summer for the treats, for Mm. the snacks. Mm. Um, I have such good summer memories. Um, a lot of it though has to do with me having to stay hydrated, um, mm-hmm. because got summer just the sun isn't designed to love me. <laughs> okay, it's designed to burn me and to cause me burns. All right, so but I do love it from like afar. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, I'm one of those people who like you know when you're you're getting to know somebody you. This, so, okay, I'm tangent, strap in. Um, let's go, let's go. <laughs> let's go. We're literally two minutes in and we're already on a tangent. It's a thing. Um, it's a thing. Um, when you're first getting to know somebody, I've really understood that, okay, yeah, you want to know what your like political ideology is. You want to know <laughs> kind of what their food is, what their food preferences are. You right. know, are they a nice person? Right. What I want to know what temperature do you want your house to be? What temperature do you sleep at? Because listen to me, I have tried to travel with people who prefer warmer rooms and I am in hell because if I'm traveling, even if it's like the fall outside and it's like 60 degrees outside, I need the room to be 65 degrees. Like unless it's snowing outside. And then even when I'm traveling, I need the room. It can't be more than 70 degrees. Or I will overheat. I constantly keep my thermostat at 68 degrees. And even in the summer, sometimes when it's really hot, so I don't blow up my AC, I maybe pop it up to 69 or 70. Because this is my thought process. Um, You bitches can put shit on to stay warm, right? You you can't peel (laughs) off your skin any further than humanly possible in order to cool down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... I'd rather stay cool and put layers on and like breathe in that cool air, you know? Um, so anyways, 
that was my tangent. So the summer just isn't designed for me. Um, but I also like fresh air. So I don't like when you step outside and the air is designed to fill up your lungs with hot, humid air. I like to go outside to a crisp, cool breeze where I'm like, mm, that's fun. It's not humid. I don't feel like I'm, I don't know, dying from the inside out or cooking from the inside out. Cause you can only get so legally naked in public and can walk around. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So anyways, that's my tangent. Or you can move to like a naked, um, what do you call them? Oh, naked uh, communities. A naked, uh, oh God, why can't we think of words? It's the word. <laughs> a, a nudist, a nudist colony. Yes, there we you go. can move there. You can always move there and it's just generally <laughs> accepted. Except in my head, I always wonder, do, is everything just cloth and fabric? Like, are there just fluids miscellaneously placed? Okay, throughout? I don't, I can't, because I can't do this. I if can't do this. On, you no. can't be naked on metal. No. no. And you can't do no. it on like fake leather because then you hear like the as oh, everybody is moving. Why did you make a sound? Why in <laughs> why in all humanity did you just make we're done. We're changing the subject. You just made a slurping sound to imitate skin, hot skin on le- See, I can't even think about it. Now I'll oh I hate you. Think about all the grandmothers with plastic no, furniture and you have to done. peel yourself off. It's a, it's not the same sound. It's similar though. And Listen. I have to do the sound because you needed to associate the sound with the feeling and sure. the vision, the visual. You need all of it. I should be able to wear, this is the other thing why I don't like sum, summer. You wear shorts and as someone with thunderous thighs mm-hmm. that I'm very proud of. You heard how I said that? I liked how I said that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thunderous thighs. <laughs> Um, I'm fine with wearing short shorts, but you also get chub rub, Listen. you know, and you got to wear that mega babe stuff, which by the way, I still need to buy, but like to own, but like I've know. tried it before. It is really good. It literally like glides your legs together and it makes no chafing, but like I should be able to sit somewhere and not literally have to peel, peel myself off a yes. chair. Okay. No need, no need for the sound effects. <laughs> Peel yourself off a chair or peel your back. God forbid your back sticks to something. Mm-hmm. God forbid your car's got pleather seats and it's been sitting in the sun. You're literally getting yeah. burns. You yeah. have to put down a goddamn towel in your mm-hmm. car to escape the heat. Listen, anyways, we're foods. supposed to. Oh my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you so much. We're supposed to be talking about happy memories. And here we are talking about why the summer sucks so bad. It makes me laugh. I feel happy. I enjoy laughing. Life and the amount of sunscreen that I have to wear so that I People don't. should be investing. Is that a company you up. can invest in? Are they like publicly traded? Publicly traded? Like- I don't know, but I should like publicly trade in. Um, what do I wear all the time? Sports something? I don't know what it's called because it's not I almost said banana hammock. <laughs> <laughs> you see? You see, subconsciously, you were thinking the same thing. I hate you because you took my brain there and now I can't get away from... You were thinking the same thing. Nudity in the summer. And do they get sunburns like on their junk? See, I hate you for this. Can you imagine? I hate you you for this. There are people in Florida who have probably experienced a sunburn. It's like, it's not really that bad. I got sun poisoning. Sun poisoning. Look it up. Friends, sun poisoning. I got a third degree sunburn on my body, on my arm, right Mm -hmm. here in the crook of my elbow, right above it. 
I had a literal brown spot, like a brown, my skin was brown mm. for seven years. Mm. Because what is your skin great at? Healing itself. So I don't have that brown spot anymore, but you can literally see pictures from when I'm 15 years old up until I was in college. I had a brown spot, like right, right before college, I had a brown spot and it finally faded away by in college, it was fading away. So you can see pictures where it just looks like a big um, freckle. But like by the time we were sophomores in college, it was gone. Magic. Magic. The human but body is literally amazing. it burned me to the point that it my skin was a spot of my skin was brown for six years. That's interesting. And I got so sick. And that was through this. I was in the shade and wearing sunscreen, but I was out in the sun so much in, in Florida. I was going to say, was this a Florida? You were this, like hanging out a, by the window kind of thing? In the, in the, in the water, on a boat. I was out everywhere and I was in the shade most of the time and I still got third degree sun poisoning. That's Florida. Vitamin D was trying to kill me. That's Florida. Um, so what's the lesson here? Don't <laughs> go to Florida, <laughs> friends and family. If Flor if Disney World could be anywhere else, Where I would else live in that state. Where else would it if be? If it could just be above the Mason Dixon line, like They'd have too much winter and they wouldn't be able to be open all year. No, like, I'm trying to think <laughs> where above it doesn't have a lot of winter and I'm coming up with nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, no, they need, they need full year. Like, Mar Maryland? Nope, we get winter sometimes. Barely. Barely. No. Snowmageddon. Eh. Got more snow than Syracuse that year. You did not. The same year I moved down was the same year I brought of the course. snow with me. Of course. After I had just told everybody else, no, I can't deal with the snow. I'm not coming back to the snow. Literally the same year. It's jokes on you. This is why I try not to make those statements anymore. I just think them in my head. Because if I don't say them, then nobody else knows. Then nothing can come back to bite me in the behind. Listen, listen. Uh, we now have an entire three seasons of stuff that can come back to bite us in the behind that we have now made bold, like bold, knock on wood, statements about. Good. Yeah, no. Um, especially those statements where I'm like, I'm never going to date again. This is why I can't say always and never. Don't say absolutes. You Just see? don't say absolutes. We don't, especially when they're recorded on a podcast. Right. Um, because obviously at some point, somebody's going to find me and I will be happily engulfed. I almost said in flames. Listen. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, involved in a beautiful relationship mm -hmm. where I'm loved and cared for, but that is not my reality right now. My reality is summer treats. Yes. What came down the street yesterday that was bopping a remix Mm -hmm. of of an of literally i was like is that an ice cream chuck but it was like <laughs> and i was like shaking my windows and i was like oh so they gotta announce it everywhere and it's got a remix to it yes um they need you to come to the window to check like what what is this what is this it's like a hybrid of like a dane cook slash eddie murphy joke where you just have to kind of come out there and see what's going on see what's going on and it just reminded me of how the ice cream chuck when i was little because of the area i lived in was near a hospital so it was like 
kind of not, it was just like a, a semi family neighborhood, but kind of not. So like the ice cream truck didn't really have a reason to be over there a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it maybe in my entire childhood came over like passed down my street where I could just walk out of my house to it probably eight times. That's crazy. Um, and so it would be like the sibling rush where we would hear the, that bell ding, 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 ling, 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 yep. um, down the street. And so the one sibling would run to the parents to get the money. The other mm-hmm. sibling would be the wash out outdoors. And then yep. the other sibling would be the runner that yes, would run to the, the truck to star. stop it. Yeah. It would yes. be the, so that was Sean. He'd be the track star to run and stop. Um, Cause then we'd have to see if it would turn. Cause sometimes it'd go down another block. Cause we had a long street. So mm-hmm. be like, okay, we got time, but then do we have to run down the block? Is it going to come back to our street? So there was a coordination that went on, but eventually yes. we'd get to the ice cream chuck and my jam would be that pink baseball mitt with the baseball bubble gum in the middle that you would never chew because you would chip a tooth. Yes. Um, but I loved it. Or I'd get the wonky-eyed Spider-Man. <laughs> Because he would never have, he would never, he would never be looking straight at you. He would always mm-hmm. be looking off one to the side or mm-hmm. not have a pupil. That was my favorite. Mm. Um, but I love those ice cream or I'd get a drumstick because I love that they have the chocolate at the bottom of the cone and like the nuts mm. on top of it. Like I'd love chocolate and fudge and nuts on um, an ice cream. Like that was my jam. Peanuts specifically. Because again, fuck walnuts. They're waxy. They're trash. <laughs> Here at Mimosas with my besties, we don't fuck with walnuts. Um, so, yeah, those are the those are what I got at um, ice cream truck. So the only reliable place I could get ice cream truck ice cream treats was at Little League. Because mm-hmm. they know they could roll up to Little League games and to those fields and just, get, just make bank. Buco mm-hmm. bucks. So mm-hmm. during games, I would be able to get them. But most of the time, I couldn't rely on it coming up my street. Yeah. What's your experience no. with ice cream trucks? I was going to say growing up in New York City was Mr. Softy and the other guy. And there was absolutely something you can get from either one. Mm. Um, to this day, whenever I hear Mr. Softy truck, when I go home, Mr. Softy, do you think they still have a vanilla cone with rainbow sprinkles for a dollar twenty-five? Like how much more? Do you think oh. it costs now? Oh no! Like how much? How much? That'd and like I remember, yeah, just about. It's close to three dollars now. Um, and uh, I remember when the sprinkle recipe changed. Remember, as a kid, the sprinkle recipe changed, or I was more aware of how sugar can help facilitate tartar and all these other things catching to your mouth. Because then I felt like I had layers of things in my mouth and all my teeth and i was like oh is this what why they say candy isn't good for you because it can not rot your teeth but whatever to your teeth and this is why you Mm -hmm. need to brush all the time because Mm -hmm. my jam still whenever mr softy comes along you might want to get i've never had a a banana sundae from mr softy but uh vanilla cone rainbow sprinkles always my go-to all day every day um get a cartwheel um, those are fun. I was like, oh, maybe a milkshake because I am my favorite vanilla. My favorite flavor is vanilla, but I am like a connoisseur of vanilla ice cream. So it can't be like the fake vanilla and it can't be like the sugar free vanilla. It has to be like authentic, like cream, milk, 
sugar, vanilla, it, or maybe maybe nowadays vanilla is the fake vanilla, and what I really don't like is the taste of real vanilla. I don't know, but um, isn't that a thing to figure out? Can yeah. you explain what a cartwheel is to those who do not know what a cartwheel is? Sure. So a cartwheel is a cookie, generally chocolate cookie with. Mm-hmm. Insert ice cream flavor again. Insert vanilla with another cookie on top of it. So it's like a cookie sandwich. Um, it's but, like a chip witch. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Mr. Softy serves soft serve ice cream. Um, so yeah. it is uh, an amazing treat. I absolutely am equal opportunity ice cream. Um, mm-hmm. As for the longest time, I wasn't a fan of ice cream with textures. So although I liked um Reese's peanut butter cups and I liked Oreos and I liked M&Ms. I did not like them in and or with my ice cream. So shout out to McDonald's for introducing me to a way in which to enjoy this. Um but uh flurries, hell yeah. Yeah. Um and when it came to the other guy, uh <laughs> as we were talking about it before, I don't know exactly what they were or were not able to do, but this ice cream or that truck was able to sell like stink bombs and like the poppers with the little, um, the little things that you throw on the ground and it pops. Is that gunpowder? Whatever it is that you throw on the ground and it like pops and, Oh, um, the, the, Oh God. It looked like little ballies, like little, little, little white screen Mm -hmm. things that had like something in it. When you slam it to the ground, it made a popping Mm -hmm. sound. What the heck are those called? I forget. Yeah. They still sell them. Yeah. Yeah, but um, they had those in addition to not hard serve ice cream, or I don't know what you call them. They just had the ice cream bar. So I would go for Choco Tacos. Oh, fucking um, Choco Tacos are the best. Or, I remember when Taco Bell used to sell them. I didn't know that was a thing. I think yeah, Taco you, Bell used to sell them. I think it was a sibling episode where I found out that that was a thing. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like I missed out. Uh so Choco Tacos, or I think it was like the strawberry mango one. And I absolutely loved strawberry shortcake. Um, but sometimes you could tell not lots of people like strawberry shortcake because I would come across a freezer burn strawberry shortcake. Uh, so it was what? like, a, it was a thing. It's not like you can go back to him because by the time you get it, he's on to the next block with a new set of kids. He doesn't have time to be out here addressing your customer service concerns and as a kid generally you don't care as much um, <laughs> but yeah those so would sh- sell out i couldn't get the 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 good humor like um strawberry shortcake ones and then they came up with like the chocolate one too with the crumble on it i did not like those i don't think I would, i've had oh, them i've seen them they, but i don't think I've had i do them. not like them yeah wegman's makes their own strawberry shortcake ones and i actually like them better than the good humor ones because they oh, have nice. a better strawberry flavor that's nice. less like a sharp strawberry flavor. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I just remembered them like last year and I've been mm-hmm. buying a box almost every week between that one. And then these mini drumsticks that are like two inches big. They're like the mini cones. Mm-hmm. And so I can like do it in like one or two bites mm-hmm. and be fine. Cause I've discovered the big drumstick ice cream. They're too, it's too much ice cream. Yeah. I mean, I'm also lactose intolerant slash in denial about it for my entire life, (laughs) but it's just too much ice cream. So to have them in like two inch forms where it's like two bites, it's actually enough. I eat like two of them and I'm good to go. But between those two, I'm here for it. But I can't believe I forgot about those strawberry shortcake ones for like all of my adult life Mm -hmm. until I owned my own home. (laughs) 
Yeah, no. Strawberry shortcake is where it's at. Um, they also had the little Italian ices. Um, oh, fucking love Italian ice. Yeah, with the little uh, wooden spoon. Those were fun as Re- well. Rita's is so good. Rita's is great. Um, it's straight up sugar. It is. Um, it's so tasty. We have only we only have like one in the city that I live in that I'm mm-hmm. aware of. Mm-hmm. But I had like the cherry mixed with like a mango, and I almost passed out because I was so excited about how good it tasted. But again, I only need a small. I only need like a mini. Don't give me that big one. That's so much. Well, they have the one. I can't remember what it's called. You can tell how often I go. Where they layer it between the ice and the custard. Oh, I can't do the custard. It's too. It's like gelato basically. So it's got too much, too much dairy and fat in it. I cannot do it. No, it's great. But like that, like you said, I can only get a small because I realized this isn't probably where you want to take in. I'm not even a calorie counter, but I can tell the difference. It's like, this isn't what you want to sit in your stomach for an extended period. In the summertime, like, okay, yes, an icy or an ice cream bar is okay. But when you have something like that, it's like, you're just going to be marinating milk in your stomach for hours on something like this. What's funny is there's a lot of people who are like, I can't do dairy when it's hot. Like, I Mm -hmm. can't do yogurt i can't drink milk and then there's that meme with like ron burgundy where he's like where he's like i made a bad choice and he's like chugging a quart of milk and it's like pouring over his face or like something to that fact and i think it's funny um because when i get very thirsty water isn't what i go to i crave chocolate milk Mm -mm. so chocolate milk is what i want when i'm like extremely dehydrated but there's science behind it and there are studies and I feel vindicated <laughs> from when I was in high school, I did three season sports, right? So volleyball, instead of having a recovery drink of like Powerade or Gatorade, that's what I drank during the sport. Afterwards, I would have chocolate milk. Hmm. I, I would swear by it. I would stop me from getting migraines, from muscle cramps, from headaches. My, you know, it would stop me from feeling like shit. My mom, being my mom, would trust me and let and just say, yeah, go for it. Whatever makes you feel good. Um, but everyone else questioned me doing it. Like my teammates, my coach, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? This So that's like in high school. Then literally mm-hmm. during grad school, a fucking study <laughs> comes out from Stanford that literally says, hey, so we've been looking, we've been doing a study about like recovery drinks from having heavy workouts. And basically chocolate milk works just as well as other recovery drinks, because one, it's got carbs in it, two, it's got sugar in it, two, it literally hydrates you. Mm-hmm. Um, it does exactly what these recovery drinks, it bring the electrolytes are in it. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck every single one of you suckers. Cause not that I needed you. I mean, as a high school student, I did need people to tell me that like I'm doing good, like I did need that. But mm-hmm. as an adult, I'm like, fuck yeah, little Aaron was right. She was listening to her goddamn body. So honestly, like when I'm getting a migraine or like I need to hydrate or something, chocolate milk is where I go. And then I drink water and then I have Gatorade because I need all those and Pedialyte too. But Mm. yeah, chocolate milk. So I think it's interesting that a lot of people are like, I can't do milk when it's hot. Mind you, I can't do yogurt when it's hot because that's heavy. Like I can't do a lot of heavy foods when it's really, really hot. Mm -hmm. But like chocolate milk is my shit when I am like trying to hydrate myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. It's not the only thing I drink, but it's like a part of the let's make ourselves feel better when we're dehydrated. I was trying to think of what dairy products I am willing to have during hot summers. Like, so today when I got in the car after work, 
it literally said 104 degrees. Like it's a Ooh. long seat. And I forgot to put up the little sun visor thing. So oh, it felt like no. I was sitting on a, a nice broth fresh off the stove. <laughs> oh, no. um, you know, when you sit on something so hot, you feel like you've peed on yourself. I know exactly what you're saying. I know exactly what you're saying. It's just like, why did I do this to myself? Because even if I got up, my nerves are already sensitized to extreme heat. I'm going to have to go back in this car and sit on this hot seat. My fault. And it's a black seat, so it's already absorbed all the heat. Do have black seats. That it can that it can absorb. It's like, you know what? Lesson learned. We're gonna put the little sun visor thing up because it's now officially summer. Um, but yeah, I don't know what dairy product I'm willing to have, not even in excess, but period at all when it's so hot. Like, yes, oh ice cream. I can do like a, a small little cup. Like the little ones we used to have with the chocolate on the bottom or the chocolate at the top or strawberry. Oh my God. The ones with like the ribbing on the side. Mm -hmm. And they're clear. Yeah. Could probably do one of those, like those little cups that you got as a kid. Um, But I much prefer to get like ices in the summer because like you said, I can do yogurt in the morning um, because that's cool. And I could try and get that to be a meal in and of itself. But during like summer, hot summer, like today, it's like, okay, I'll do a fruit salad. I'll do like a salad salad, but I don't want any hot food. It's too hot to eat. Yeah, it's hard to do. Oh, it's so hard to eat during hot days, yeah. like really hot days. Yeah. Like my body's like, I don't want to do any work. Right. Digestion One, is work. I'm thinking about just preparing it. So you want French fries? So you're going to turn on the oven on this 96 degree day? It the sounds like you're I not am. having French It sounds like you're not having French fries right. today. Um, what can yeah. you make with a goddamn microwave? Or what do you have that you can like cold brew? Like, yeah, I think this is also why because it's like, ooh, scrambled eggs and 96 degrees. You want to stand over a hot stove and make some scrambled eggs? No, it sounds like you want some fruit or a salad. Because even in air conditioning, even in central air, Mm -hmm. turning on that oven, because it's so hot, you can feel the heat on the windows. Yes. That's how hot it is, even though it's cooler in here. Mm -hmm. And my kitchen is right near my three seasons room. And so that's like a freaking, uh, even with all the windows open, Mm because I have the screens, it's a greenhouse basically. Mm -hmm. And so that heat is just radiating in. Um, and so, and the oven's right there and I'm like, um, right. (laughs) Right. It's like, yeah, let's not uh, gazpacho. That's cold soup. Right. Right. I'm just trying to think of, and maybe like a cereal, like your favorite cereal. You can gorge on cereal. But then you it's know just I love me some milk. cereal. But in my yeah, head, I'm just well. thinking I'll feel like milky afterwards. Like you feel <laughs> it, you know, you feel it like sloshing around in your stomach because you've had so much. Oh, I hate when I drink so much liquid that I can feel it sloshing around in my stomach. Remember I told you the other day, you were like mm-hmm. hydrate. And I was like, I literally cannot ingest yeah. any more liquids. Yeah. I, I need it. I need my body to absorb some more before I yeah, put no. any more in my system. It's and I was still too, dehydrated. Yeah, no, it's too much. But um, I guess going back to the original question. So Summer absolutely had Mr. Softy and the other ice cream truck guy. Um, Mr. Softy would come during the evening and the ice cream truck guy would come earlier in the day. So if you were fortunate enough to have the money, um, you can get both. Because uh, you can hit up the grandparents during the day 
or you'd have the money that said parent left while you were with babysitter or in my case, the grandparents. And then when the parents came home, it's like, could I have money to go and get Mr. Softy? Or they like, do you want Mr. Softy? Yes. Yes, I do. Let's do this. Can I get a vanilla coma with rainbow sprinkles, please? Thank you. Oh my God. Rainbow sprinkles are the best. They the best. We never spent like an actual summer. We have never spent an actual summer together. Well, Hey, Actually, lies. when I came to visit, we have spent summer days together. I was going to say, we've had days. We've had days. And when we did the lake trip together, that, when we had two for class, that was, that was like three solid weeks. But we were also miserable. I was going to say, it was um, a four-cent caterpillar blight. And- that was like, a, you know, so that's a, a three weeks of a summer. And that was the summer after we met. Um, mm-hmm. It was a bonding time. We were under, we were under duress. Um, (laughs) Consistent, like a low level. Like a low level stress the entire time because we're like in class. We got to get up early in the morning. If you miss breakfast, you You miss miss lunch. lunch. Yeah. And so when I was feeling like crap, you, as the best friend that you are, made me lunch. Yeah. But it was sandwiches. It was always cold cuts or peanut butter and jelly. I was going to say peanut butter and jelly. I didn't realize how much I love strawberry jam. Until I had until that fucking trip, yeah. Um, but a whole three weeks of just cold cuts or peanut butter and jelly for lunch really gets to you. Really gets to you. It makes you um, appreciate things. And that was the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go for it. I was gonna say having to use a calling card to call my mom, and still not have good service. Um, there are just certain things in the world, you know. That was the first summer they had internet, right? That was the first summer they had actual it, internet. It just amazes me how far we've come in the world. And then you go somewhere else and it's like, we haven't come that far at all. No. Not at all. But like, we haven't had a summer together, but we've no. had summer days. Mm-hmm. So I think that, I mean, both you've had summer days here with me. Mm-hmm. I've had summer days down there with you. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, what's a good summer memory that we have together? So I don't know if it's necessarily a summer memory, but a lake memory is when you, because we were in different groups, you had the soils class first and you came in and were like huffing and puffing. It's like, oh my gosh, this thing was ridiculous. It's like, no, it couldn't have been that bad. It's like, no, it was bad. It was very bad. I was like, no, it was me just trying to be the middle person always. And then I took the class and I found you. I specifically went to search you out and huff and puff in your face to give you the slow clap to say how amazing you were to have made that because I'm not in shape. I don't think I've ever been anybody specifically in shape, but um, I was at the back like they would get there. They talk about the soils and the different levels and the horizons and everything. Yeah. And then the professor would just hop off and flit away. And I wasn't even trying to keep up with them. I was barely able to keep up with the tail person. Um, I was like, you know what? It is what it is. So I, I dragged myself because probably by then my legs and my brain weren't talking um, to make sure that I saw you first, to give you the props that you deserved <laughs> because 
you had Girl Scout camp and the hikes and all that other outdoor stuff. My city self only has city streets. I didn't understand the levels, the literal levels to this, the mountains, the hills, the valleys, the literal holes that you have to avoid. The bogs. Was that bog. was, it so, was a soils class the one that we went in a bog or is that a different class? I can't remember. I know I, I know fell in the bog. I was going to say, I, I remember you had to save someone from the bog. You yeah. were a victim to the bog. And well, you I were again, to, yeah, told to, me wait. to be careful in the bog. Yeah, because someone behind me, or they in front of me, I forget, fell in the bog. I went to get them out of the bog. I became of the bog by one whole leg. <laughs> but I got that person out of the bog. You I then had to life? go stick my hand in to get my shoe out of the bog. That's crazy. So I was like one legged soaked in the bog yes. and I decided I don't ever want to be of a bog again. Yes. Um, Whenever I hear bog now, it instantly takes me back. There are certain words that too. you time travel with and it's like, yes, we have a, um, so with the job I have, there was a complaint that we had about a, a, <laughs> a, a bog, a special bog. Like, so it was a, non-title wetland of special concern and there was a bog in there it's like oh a bog interesting i'm not getting anywhere near <laughs> i'm not gonna do it nowhere near the bog you could not pay me to go anywhere near a fucking bog right now at the zoo we had a bog turtle and i was like oh you you special <laughs> special turtle you bog you special special turtle um, um moss sends me back yes um, the word I, island does because of the, yes. the project we did with yes. the mosses hopping the island. Yes. Ca canoeing in general sends me back. Canoeing absolutely sends me back to uh, canoeing in life fests send me back to all the things. Getting um, beach on said stumps <laughs> in the water. Up sends me back just little things to, it's it's amazing how you can jump back uh how many years has it been now what uh 15 years i'm sorry did you say 15 years. years you can instantly be transported back 15 years by just a word is that's why it's so blurry in my head because it's 15 years and so i'm starting to lose like I'm starting to lose sharpness on memories, but then there's some memories from when I'm eight years old that I can see very, very clearly, mm -hmm. but the shit I want to remember that aren't emotionally scarring from two days I, ago, I can't, or literally remember why I walked into a fucking room five <laughs> minutes ago. I can't, but I can tell you why someone did something horrible to me when I was eight years old, like, it's or amazing. why I got like embarrassed in front of a whole school and be, it was called a boy. In fifth grade, I can remember that memory oh my very God. clear I, by the principal. They're like, this young man. Yeah. So that entire rest of my time in that school. That's crazy. why I never cut my hair short again. It's why I never cut my hair short again until I got to um, college. When you saw my first haircut, when you mm -hmm. saw my hair short, that's the first time I'd cut my hair since fifth grade. Like, I know. Short. Right. I remember you said your hair had always been long, but I don't think, obviously, we've had conversations outside of this podcast, but it was only recently yeah. that you shared certain reasons. I didn't know about the teasing in elementary school. Um, yeah, the misgendering, the being called the new boy in school, and then literally in front of the entire K through 8th school, 
Yeah. The principal goes, this young man said this. And then I busted out. Everyone laughed because the whole school knew me because I was one of like four white kids in the entire Mm -hmm. school. People knew who I was. I was a big girl. Like Mm -hmm. I was noticeable. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd gone to that school since kindergarten. So people knew me. It was a community school. So Mm -hmm. everyone knew each other. Yeah. Everyone knew I was a girl. Yeah, no. Or identified as a girl at the time. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, misgendered me. Uh because even as a non-binary person, I do not identify with he him. Mm-hmm. I am not a boy. Right. I'm also not a girl. Mm-hmm. So at the time I identified as a, as girl, a girl. So even being misgendered as a boy, regardless of what my gender identity was at the time, was still misgendering me. But especially um, back then in the 90s, there were only two. You didn't have an option of being non-binary. So you were either a boy or a girl. And to be misgendered had to be uh, very embarrassing. Well, well, actually, there was terminology at the time that wasn't very wide, widely used, especially for our age, though, in terms, of, in terms of non-binary. But non-binary did exist. And, you know, it's always existed. You right, know, that that identity has always existed, but the the it being in the zeitgeist as deep it is is now it has not. Right, um, but there has been non-binary lesbians and non-binary people and queer people always and forever. But oh, I yeah. I didn't have the terminology for that when I was in fifth grade. Um, but even um, I don't know if and you can absolutely correct me if I'm wrong because go for it's the it. Thing. Uh, if that was a conversation that was had in schools at the time or with administrators. It's not even having conversation in schools right now. I mean, some schools, maybe the conversation Mm -hmm. is being had. Like, I don't know. I'm not in K through 12. I'm only in colleges. I know some colleges are having that conversation, but there's also some colleges that absolutely are not. Um, I don't know about K through 12, but I feel like there are conversations happening with some places in k-12 through but i don't have that mm-hmm. knowledge myself um yeah. i think some schools are coming i've seen different articles let me say i think it was for new york city there's a school that was stopping the use of the term parents um to uh be more inclusive of people who don't necessarily have their parents anymore or who didn't have parents at oh all. yeah like guardians they're using like yeah. guardians and stuff like that yeah supportive so, adults and things Supportive yeah. adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So yeah, us in the in the nineties, like in fifth grade, there's a bunch of stuff that is not would have been great. Yeah. Um, to have conversations in school about, but definitely was not. Yeah. Yeah. But no. yeah, no, there's definitely like LGBT support groups for young kids in schools now, but not in every school. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, no, I absolutely believe that. Um, absolutely believe that. So in um, terms, yeah, go for it. No, I was just thinking other summer memories. Um, yeah, so I was actually going to go into um, our summer recommendations, like movie music summer recommendations. But if you have other memories. No, so that that is a, a my segue. Um, so my parents were separated and during the summers would go see uh, my father and my cousins aunts and uncle uh and have a blast so with that i was introduced to greece which is my 
I can't necessarily call it my number one favorite musical, but it is the musical where I can almost quote everything because I watched it after I watched it the first time. I was like, yes, so we will continue to watch this thing regardless of the fact. Right. (laughs) Beauty school dropout. Um, Beauty school dropout. Like so many different things from Greece just absolutely always make me happy. Which goes into the whole, the next time, I mean, Broadway is opening it up, but, um, Next time Grease is around, I'm absolutely going to see a Grease performance, even if it's, uh, I was going to say like a dinner theater. I used to really enjoy dinner theaters. I don't know if I'd go right now, but in the future, when the world opens up and I feel really comfortable, um, I'd like to go back and appreciate something like that. But Grease was absolutely my number one. Also a summer movie that will be enmeshed in my brain always is the Spice Girls movie. Um this is why we're best friends. Oh my God. This, this is why we're best friends. This was a thing for me because although Scary Spice was the one brown girl in the group, it was Baby Spice that really had my heart. It's like, so can I get like the Scary Spice Barbie doll, but can I also get like the baby doll? Because Baby Spice is where it's at. And practicing and doing all the choreography and singing all the songs, the lollipop and the pouch that you had to squeeze to pop to open all the things tell me why i was always scary spice always always and forever it was always scary spice for me always scary spice for me never identified with any other spice girls it was always scary spice for me but of course i'm a bold and loud person so of course i'm (laughs) gonna go with the bold and loud spice yeah no on top of that spice world is one of the most underrated films in the world a hundred percent believe that it is incredible it is fun it is campy it's got good music you don't even have to like the Spice Girls to like that film. It is not a requirement, but maybe something that would make it even more richer of an experience to watch it. On top of that, Grease is one of my favorite musicals. It is the reason why I got into liking musicals. Mm-hmm. I own, So the art school that I went to, mm-hmm. I punked out of, of auditioning to be in Grease. All I ever wanted to was to go to the arts high school. When I got into the arts high school... All I ever wanted my whole life, knowing that my my older siblings went to this arts high school, was to be in a production of Grease at this arts high school. I was not guaranteed to be in it because you don't know what productions they're going to put on. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm in the high school. The years that I'm in there, they're putting on Grease. I was the day before my audition, and I punked out because all I wanted to be was Frenchie. That's all I wanted to be. That's the role that I wanted. Aww. But I punked out because I didn't want to sing in front of people. And so I missed my opportunity ever since I was in fifth grade. All I wanted to do was be in Greece at this high school. And I had the opportunity to do it. And I have since regretted it um, because I would have done better than the person <laughs> who had the role. <laughs> I can sing that musical left, right, and center. Um, but anyways, that's why we're best friends. Yeah. Because no. you said that and I was like, why have we never talked about this before? Yeah, no. Greece, Greece is where it's at. Absolutely. Like even from the beginning opening credits to like the end, I am here for Greece always. I just, re- well, I can't say recently anymore. Probably about eight years ago. I saw, I saw Greece too. I was like, yeah, definitely not. Definitely Listen, not Greece too is fun as hell. It is campy. It is ridiculous. Michelle Pfeiffer is hilarious. It's just, you got to look at it as this hilarious piece of art. And not so much as a sequel to the movie. Look at it as, as a standalone film. Just forget that it's a sequel. You shouldn't have called oh. it Grease 2. But the music is so good. 
I couldn't tell you any of the songs in Grease 2. As soon as I watched, I was like, this isn't what I want. A cool writer. Like, you can't tell any. Like, I could no. tell them. Like, Meg and I watch that all the time. Anyways, it's fine. Yeah. Um, But, yes. But Those I think, are great summer movies. Yes. So, I think I need to get them both on DVD. Like, I, oh, fun fact, I still have and enjoy DVDs. I also... Yes have moved into my new place, have not unpacked any of said DVDs. Uh, but <laughs> I, plan, I plan on keeping said DVDs because God forbid something happens and I'm stuck in the house and nothing else works except for the TV and DVD player, I will have something. Because internet here... Um, Spotty it, at best. Uh, especially Comcast Xfinity. Uh, very spotty. <laughs> Fios, if you are ever interested, move yourself on out of here. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely would watch Grease, Spice Girls. I'm trying to think of another summer movie. It's probably where I watched lots of, um, Austin Powers. Also watched lots of, um, Naked Gun. Is that what Leslie Nielsen? Yeah. Drop Dead Gorgeous is also a really good summer film. I don't think I've seen that. What? How? How? Are mm-hmm. we best friends? How? And we, you have never watched <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous with me. This is an example of why you need to own DVDs. Drop Dead Gorgeous. There's another movie called Drop Dead Gorgeous. I'm talking about Drop Dead Gorgeous from, I believe it's 1997. Um, it is like a mockumentary style film. It is streaming nowhere. <laughs> it's been streamed for years and years. And it was going on Amazon for like $50 for the DVD. Oh my gosh. The second they made a reprint of that DVD, I bought it, but I had to buy it from a French Canadian version of it. So my DVD has both the French Canadian part and the, the English part. Oh um, right now, it's still not in print anywhere and it's still not streaming. And then all of a sudden Hulu had it streaming for like a month, but it only streamed for a month. This is why if you like a film, buy it on DVD because although you might be quote unquote guaranteed that it streams, you're not. So although I own Ocean's Eleven in four different ways i own it on streaming and i own it on dvd and i own it anyways i own it in every way you can possibly own it because one of those might fail me one day right and And then what if i want to watch oceans fucking 11 right so if i like a movie i will own it in streaming form and i will own it in the physical copy because like siobhan said what if one day streaming isn't fucking working anymore your internet not working or god forbid a, a company goes under and all the streaming services disappear. You yeah. no longer can see that film. Yeah. I hate, don't listen, I live. No, I need definites and absolutes. Sometimes I need definite. The world is filled with uncertainty. Yes. Always. And forever. The only constant in this world is change and uncertainty. Okay. Yes. I need definites sometimes. And that yes. definite will be, I can open that DVD case. And as long as my, dumbass has taken that CD <laughs> and put it in the right place when it's supposed to be there. Unless I open it up and it's empty. Cause I put the DVD somewhere else. Cause that other DVD is in a DVD player. And then like, I didn't put it in the right place and I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I might do that sometimes right. it's guaranteed to be in that case. And as long as I have electricity and a working TV and DVD player, I can watch that movie. Right. And if I've seen it before, the definite is I know how that movie ends. Right. I need that definite sometimes. Okay. Yeah. I just need a good day every once in a while. I need, I, need a guarantee. A, I, I need a good guarantee. And I know that Ocean's Eleven, beat for beat, will make me feel good. 
when Ruben goes, you better goddamn know. This thing <laughs> used to be civilized. You hit a guy, he whack you, you're done. But in the end, he better not know you're involved or think you're dead because he'll kill you and then he'll go to work on you. Like I, <laughs> I, you know, I shortened that quote up a little bit. I took a whole section out. But like, I know that film. <laughs> You are a, a you are certain you are certainly a movie connoisseur. I am not. Thank you. I do like to think I love my movies. I know people in my life that love them more than me, but that does not take away from how much I love them. Right. Because for years and years, I refused to call myself a movie lover because there were people in my immediate life who like researched movies, knew facts about movies, could recite movies, could. Yeah. Talk about movies in a way that I couldn't talk about them. So I thought, oh, I must not love movies because I don't love them like they do. Yeah, no, love is. And I was like, what the kind of like what kind of shit is that? I love my movies how I love my movies. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't know the history of some films or memorize this or haven't seen what some people think are the pinnacle of filmmaking doesn't make me any less of a film fan or a movie fan. Yes. I love the movies I like for the reasons that I like them. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I can watch some of these and appreciate them for what they are. And, you know, if I want to get into the history of some of them, I can and appreciate it. But like nobody can take away from me how I love the things that I love. Absolutely. And so why would I be the person to do that? Because I don't love what I love like someone else loves that thing. Absolutely. So there's my little tidbit for the day of learning and growing is. Right. Don't compare yourself to other people. Right. Especially when it comes to things that bring you joy. Absolutely. Only run. What is the, what is the term? Like, don't compare yourself to others. Only compare yourself to your past. Like you only, you're improving your own best score. Yeah. Don't improve. I can't remember what the term is guys. You you know, Uh, I mean, um, I don't, I don't know the proper whatever, but it's a thing. I don't know what it is. Um, But speaking of bright and sunny moments. Astrology Corner. We're going to remember to do it for our finale for season three. Because I think for the first time, and I'm just going to knock on wood right now, that I've executed, we have executed an entire season and Astrology Corner. I think, you know what? I take that back. I don't think it was an, of course it wasn't. Of course. It was not in Amber's episode. It wasn't? No, because it was Amber and you and me, and we talked too goddamn much, and we talked right through the amount of time that I needed to do Astrology Corner, and I wasn't about to interrupt us because we were on a fucking roll. I was going to say, it was an amazing reunion. It's fine. So I almost went through an entire season remembering to do Astrology Corner, but here we are. Right. On the finale. It's fine. Maybe season four will be my, the moment that I figure (laughs) that out. And I think for season four, we're going to solidify glamping corner as an actual segment. Yes. So um, any well, sponsors out there, if you'd like to be spoken about, feel free to reach out to us because we'd love to talk and experience all the things about glamping. But we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Um, I I know that I've mentioned uh, the ascendant or the rising sign before, and I can't remember if I've actually read from this book. Again, it's called... The Complete Guide to Astrology, Understanding Yourself, Your Signs, and Your Birth Chart by Louise Eddington. I can't remember if I read, you know, their description of 
you know, the ascent of the rising sign before. And if mm-hmm. I had, we're just going to talk about it again. Right. And then I'm going to get into Siobhan's rising, which if I'm correct is Virgo. I was going to say, that sounds familiar. That was the first thing in my head. I'm like, is it Virgo? Because I don't remember. Um, and then mine is Gemini. But what we're going to do real quick is we're going to go into my app and go into where it says Siobhan. And then, yep, Virgo rising. Okay, good to know. And so, again, the ascendant is how people see you when they first meet you and what you present to others, often called the persona or mask. Um, I prefer the term receptionist. <laughs> she, pre- They prefer the term receptionist. Uh, but any will work. It's the most visible aspect of a person when they show up in the world. The first impression others have of you. It also represents the conditioning brought by your birth and early childhood. All that you are is filtered through your ascendant or rising sign. Mm -hmm. The exact time of birth is needed to accurately calculate your rising sign as the ascendant is based on the time, date, and place. Okay. So that is how you figure it out. And we'll do Siobhan. We'll do me first because Gemini comes first. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gemini rising individuals are highly social but also, hi, Whiskey. How you doing? I was just doing? about to put us on mute because I didn't want to How ruin you everything. doing, Whiskey? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So Gemini rising individuals are highly social, but also the most chaotic of rising signs. Okay, you know what? Accurate. Uh, the sign of the twins can argue from both sides of any subject, making them great debaters, but this makes them seem depicted. Dup- Duplicitous, 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 duplicitous. Thank you. Which can be difficult for some more sensitive signs. Gemini rising are endlessly curious and witty and a joy to have around in social environment. Mm-hmm. Their attention spans are short, however, so expect them to fit to the <laughs> next thing. Very flip, flip to the next thing very quickly. You know what? Fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Springsteen, Ricky Martin, and Gene Wilder are all born with this rising sign. I feel like I have mentioned this before, but I'm going to read these again and I don't care. Right. It sounds familiar. It's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Virgo rising uh, people are the the analysts and warriors of the Zodiac. Their childhood Mm -hmm. may have had a parent obsessing over their health, weight, and appearance, which leaves them with a certain fastidiousness fastidiousness thank you about these matters because they are standing back and analyzing situations and are quite shy they can come across as reserved and standoffish but they warm up as you get to know them once you get to know them you will find that their natural desire to help others makes them a loyal friend Mm -hmm. the tendency to overanalyze and seek Mm -hmm perfection make them anxiety prone especially if they aren't busy with projects and if they can't have everything in an order that suits them they are usually neatly dressed and seem a little uptight yes (laughs) uh let's see virgo risings woody allen hugh hefner oscar wilde and betty ford those it's an interesting group to be with it's an interesting group um interesting group there are some big words in there that my brain was like, not, not today. It's, right. <laughs> uh, the sun has baked right. my brain. Right. But see, this is why we're a team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that um, absolutely sounds right. I have um, my friend 
has told me over and over again, she's, you are the oldest young person I have ever seen. What? Just have fun. Just relax. I'm like this is relax. No, just relax. It's okay. You don't have to be an adult all the time. I feel like it. You do have fun. Okay. You're just like to <laughs> together and fastidiousness. Right. <laughs> I can't say the word again. My mouth can't do it. At this right. point of the day. Yeah, no. Every time I hear it, I feel red. But it's right. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, so our glamping corner now. What notes would you like to say about glamping? Um, I would like to give a shout out. Uh, I don't think I realize the magnitude of the term glamping. I have been looking into glamping. Like you Google glamping pods near me and things just start popping up. They have like a glampinghub.com. Um but before I got to that website, uh, I realized there are so many other glamping opportunities out in the world. So globally, all of the international sponsors, if you are interested in sponsoring us on a glamping trip, we would love to attend. Um, but if you're like buku hours away, we would ask for just maybe business class or extended leg room seats or something. Please I am a... Me large individual i do not like my hips touching other people um Uh, it needs to be extended space comfort zone business class first class situation not because i'm bougie because of comfort i will not be shoved in like a sardine (laughs) unless you have us fly southwest and then i can use their person of a certain size policy um and then siobhan can be my my mate that comes with me and then we can get early seats and then we're fine. But like, I just need, um, glamping is going to happen. I can't say when, uh, but glamping coming soon. I'm looking forward to a pod, a lots of Pinterest, like photos, a great book reading nook of some sort in my head. I don't know why I feel like I should be doing this in the winter time because I'm not really that much a fan of cold. Um, but I just want like a, a good comfy blankie with a good book yes. and a great ginormous mug of hot chocolate with a cream. We can do it in the fall because the fall can give us cooler so they can give us good temps in the right the day and give Shmores us that cool, good all year long. That cool temp in the evening. You know, as someone who lived in a cabin during, you know, from March to November. So I have that Gosh. yeah, in Massachusetts. So mm-hmm. let me tell you. Um you might as well have been on the vineyard, like out there. Well, I was on Cape Cod, so I was basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can do it in the fall so we can get those lovely temperatures during the day where we can wear layers, but then also be cold enough at night where we can be around a fire with a blankie and our hot cocoa. Yes. Um, so yeah, glamping, we'll make it happen. So do you have anything else that you want to say for our final episode of season three? Season three of Mimosas no. with my besties. Thank you all so much for allowing us to continue to do this. Um, we really enjoy it. Aaron absolutely puts in amazing amounts of work and I really do just show up, but <laughs> it is such an honor and such a great way to kind of just talk and to share and um, fortify relationships. So I hope that you all are enjoying what we do. I hope that you all come up 
with sharing some amazing suggestions for us to incorporate that we can determine whether or not we actually take on. But um, <laughs> we, we just really look forward to season four and I look forward to what we get to talk about and how we get to interact and grow. Um, just thank you for giving us this platform, allowing us to maintain this platform, I should say. That's so beautifully said. And you do show up. You do show up and you put in work. I call you when, when I'm stressed out. Like right. you put in the work. <laughs> you put in the emotional labor, okay? <laughs> but yes, thank you all for being a part of season three. And especially shout out to those who've been a part since season one, which was way back in, started in October of 2020. Right. So that's pretty incredible. That's been, it feels like it's been a whole five years, Mm. but thank you to everyone. And even if this is your first episode listening, thank you for showing up and listening to this. We hope that you laughed with us and in some way, shape or form enjoyed yourself. We look forward to having you join us again in August because we're going to be taking our summer break. We would love to interact with you folks more via our social media accounts. So come on and hang out with us. And again, like Siobhan said, please submit any type of suggestions, but we will use them at our discretion. Um, (laughs) You can check us out on Instagram at mimosas underscore besties underscore podcasts on Twitter at mimosas underscore besties at Facebook at mimosas with my besties podcast. And you can email us at mimosa besties podcast at gmail.com. We hope you have the best day you can have. And we look forward to seeing you for season four in August. Stay hydrated. Bye. Toodles.